what is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bid DeVoe. Yours truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. Hey, what's up? This is Brandy. Music and features from a woman's perspective. Intriguing conversation. Espresso. The Mocha Mix. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. We're talking to Morris Day. He kicks off season 11 of Unsung. Don't forget... Sunday at 7 p.m. Go to SaluteHer.com and stream it live. The Salute Her Awards presented by Toyota and AARP. We are honoring Cynthia Arriva. We loved her in Harriet. We're honoring Holly Robinson, Pete, Pinky Cole, the founder of Slutty Vegan, Gloria Gaynor and Eric Benea performing, and of course, Lonnie Love is hosting. SaluteHer.com, 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday. It's Cafe Mocha on the line, president and CEO of the National Museum of African American Music, which is in Nashville, Tennessee, Henry Beecher Hicks III. Uh, Welcome to Cafe Mocha, Henry. Thank you. Thank you both for having me. I'm excited to be with you today. You know what? Tell us about your dream to launch the National Museum of African American Music. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it's been 20 years in the making, and uh, a, a friend of mine, a guy by the name of Francis Guest, uh, came up with the idea uh, long ago, and and then you know we just started working on it. So I uh, I joined the board of the organization in Nashville, and then kind of got with it. And one of the things that we discovered as we were kind of looking around trying to figure out how to do this was really that there was no place like it. So there's there are museums that deal with a label, deal with an artist deal with a genre, but there's no place that really tells the story of African-American contributions to American music. And so we said, you know, that's just got to be there. There's no place that is, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the Country Music Hall of Fame. There's no place that is home base for black music. So we like to say now black music has a home. And I love it. Mr. Hicks and I worked together in Nashville with their music program. And I met some super talented young artists that I still mentor to this day. Thanks for the connection. I want to ask you, why was Nashville chosen as the location? Well, you know, Nashville is America's music city. And, you know, for many people that that certainly connotes country music and we understand that, but there's so much else that's there. Uh, it really is a place where people record music, where artists get paid, where, Music is kind of in the blood of the community there. Uh, it's also where a lot of people come to visit and kind of hang out for long weekends and summer vacations, and they really come to explore music. And it's people from all walks of life, and so we wanted to be right in the heart of that. And so we thought that would be a great place for it to be. Um, you know, and people also don't really quite realize that uh, that Music City, the idea of Music City, really came from the Fish Jubilee Singers which, of course, uh, is associated with Fisk University. And that African-American group was the first music group to ever go on world tour. And when they did, they went over to Europe and came back with uh, having, uh, I, I believe it was Queen Elizabeth, came back and commented that you must be from a musical city. And that's where that idea, that name, Music City, came from. So we're just kind of bringing it all back home. Makes sense. Now, what kind of artists will be featured at the museum? Well, you know, really our storyline, one of the things I like about our museum is that I like to consider it as much a history museum as a music museum. And so the the story really starts in about 1600. So as Africans are being brought to these shores 
and then it goes all the way up through the present day. So our galleries uh, are really are places that connote a, a, a genre, a period of time, as well as, you know, sort of a, a musical form. And so they, those galleries are called Wade in the Water, Crossroads, A Love Supreme, One Nation Under a Groove, and then, of course, The Message. And so just from those gallery names, I hope it gives you a sense of who's featured there and the kind of story that we're telling. I love that. I love it. I heard some hip hop in there. I know that was some. Oh, for sure. I don't listen. We missed the the opening. By the time I got a chance to click the link, the link was closed. You guys did it virtually. Oh wow! So in the fall of twenty twenty, how how did that work with COVID? Well, it it actually worked out really well, and in some respects, we were able to include more people because we did it virtually. Uh, So we got a lot of news coverage around the country and around the world. I'm, you know, thousands of people tuned in online live to see it. Uh, but Yo-Yo, don't never fear. We are planning a live in-person grand opening in June to celebrate Black Music Month. And I hope you guys will come and hang out with us. Yes, definitely. It's Cafe Mocha on the line, president and CEO of the National Museum of African-American Music, Henry Beecher Hicks III. Tell us, um, Mr. Hicks, what does it take to open a museum like this? And what can we do to make sure it stays open? Yeah, well, you know, I appreciate that question. You know, as I said, it was kind of 20 years in the making. So one thing is it it certainly takes an awful lot of tenacity. Uh, It's a a difficult thing. It was about a $60 million project and it took a long time to raise the money and really kind of get that going. Really have to cast a vision and get people to buy into your vision and to what you're doing. And, and as Yo-Yo mentioned, I mean, she had been to Nashville and hung out with us. And so she was helpful. I mean, sort of connecting with those young people in Nashville. Our educational programs are a big part of it. We had to get a lot of scholars involved. And one of the things that we wanted to make sure we did was the story had to be right. You know, I mean, we can't just kind of show up, throw some artifacts in a case and, you know, have folks come out and say, well, wait a minute, you know, y'all got that wrong. So we had to make sure all the facts were right, that it was really well researched. We got the best ethnomusicologists in the world. We got the best exhibit designers in the world. We got some of the most innovative technologists in the world to kind of build our interactive apps. So all of that went into creating this thing uh, that is now the National Museum of African-American Music. And, you know, I guess what I would say people can do is that the most important thing you can do to, to keep, it, keep it alive is come visit. Uh, you know, it, it, is, uh, it is a place where, you know, the more you come, the more you're engaged, the more you're interested. Folks can do that. Folks can even go online now and buy memberships uh, for the museum. And uh, they can go to blackmusicmuseum.com and they can see everything that's going on at the museum and buy memberships. You can even if you're planning to come to Nashville, you can book your tickets online. We're doing it in a COVID safe way so people can come in the museum and still stay socially distanced. Um, so those kinds of things, then certainly people can give and that sort of thing. And, uh, but mostly come hang out with us by a membership and plan to come back often. 56,000 square foot. I have seen it. It is in the best location. I think Nashville has, uh, what are some uh, future events we can expect from you guys? Yeah. You know, so we are actually, uh, again, looking forward to, our grand opening, which will be this summer in June, we haven't nailed the specific dates down, but you can bet that we will be, you know, in full effect for Black Music Month. 
we always have our celebration of Legends Gala, and so we're we're planning for that now. We're kind of reimagining that to make sure that we can have some folks there in person, but we're going to do it virtually as well so that we can be safe and make sure that even if hopefully all of us will be vaccinated by then, but not everybody will want to travel yet. So we're going to find a way to do that so folks can still come. Uh, we're also going to do a, a changing exhibition for starters on the Fish Jubilee Singer so that people come to learn that story. Uh, we're also looking at doing a State of Black Music Summit at the museum. So, you know, we really take seriously this idea of Black Music Month and the significance of Black music in its many forms. And we want to bring the industry together to kind of talk about that and make sure the world understands the economic impact of Black music. And so we're going to be trying to bring all of those kinds of things together. So we'll be doing film screenings and concerts and all kinds of stuff. So, and in addition to the youth educational programming that we're doing. So, you know, sometimes, you know, my head gets to spinning when I start looking at the calendar and all the things we have coming up. <laughs> it's great. It's the National Museum <laughs> of African-American Music, something that is long overdue. Thank you, uh, President and CEO Henry Beecher Hicks III for stopping by and telling us about it. And we can't wait to come down there as a radio show. We definitely need to go down yes. to Nashville. So thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Thank you. Consider us your home. We look forward to seeing you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's Cafe Mocha Angelique along with Lonnie Love and Yo-Yo on the line. Oh, this is music royalty, y'all. Definitely. I can, can you just squawk for us? Can you just introduce yourself, <laughs> Mr. Day? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Morris Day is on the line. Thank you for joining us on Cafe Mocha. Hey, thanks for having me. We are so excited, first of all, that you're with us, but also that uh, you will be uh, having your own unsung program on TV One. Uh, how excited are you about it? Well, you know, I'm pretty excited about it. You know, um, they, um, you know, they, uh, it's it's a great show, you know. They uh, they showcase your life in a very positive way. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Is there any juicy details like you know, <laughs> your hair or something like that? Well, the juicy part is I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they sent me on and told me that they don't want me to talk about nothing. They don't want me to let nothing out the bag except okay. it's going to be it's going to be off the chain. That's all. <laughs> well, premiere Sunday, March 21st, um, and this is the season 11 premiere of TV One's Unsung, yeah. and it's Morris Day. You know, I got to tell you, I remember getting the Times first album. And mm -hmm. back then, you know, back then you listened to a cut here, a cut there. But that whole album from mm -hmm. the first song to the last was just incredible. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, period. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> period. Um, I don't even know what question to ask about the music of that day. Do you miss that? Do you miss the beauty and the, the simplicity of what you guys were doing back then? Well, yeah, you know, um, it was definitely a different way of making music because, um, you know, especially on the first two records, everything you heard was, I mean, it was, it was real. You know, if you heard hand claps, that means there was, you know, we were doing multiple tracks of us clapping all the way through the song, you know, uh, with the snare and, um, you know, real drums and, 
and uh, everything was just you know real so um it's it's quite different i mean i make music different these days myself you know but um everything we did back then was just the real deal and you know i do miss that Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Morris, I can remember uh, going to see the time in concert and mm-hmm. I'll never forget you were singing uh, Gigolos Get Lonely too. And then you threw that <laughs> money out there. And when you, I was like, I was trying to reach for that money. I think I got like a dollar. I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 No, we we used to do things like that back in the day. Well, that was showmanship. And that's what I think Angelique was talking about. It's like you you all would give a full show with, you know, with the, the costumes, with the music, you know, with um, the antics. It was just like that was just a process. Now, did you come up with that or was that a whole collaborative e- effort? Well, you know, it was just really um, it was just it was just like us, you know, really trying to figure out how we wanted to present ourselves. You know, we always wanted to do the suits. Um, you know, I kind of grew up looking at uh, pictures of my grandfather and my uncles. And, you know, even back in the day, they had like a cab stand. They're entrepreneurs. But my grandfather was always just sharp, you know, overcoats, hats. You know, he was, you know, shoes shined up. And, you know, I, I was kind of like, I kind of want to look like that, you know, when I grow up. And so, you know, when, when we st- got going, you know, we just decided that we were going to do the zoot suits. Uh, that's kind of how it started out and just kind of evolved to the pimp suit. And, um, you know, we just kind of kept it going like that. But we always put the emphasis on showmanship. We always wanted to have a good show. We wanted the music to be on point. We had the best musicians. And, you know, we had, I think, the one of the best looks, if not the best look. So, you know, we were just all about the stage, you know, aside from, you know, making good music in the studio as well. Mr. Day, is there any artist out there today that reminds you of you and your group? <laughs> um, well, I, I, I get that question a lot. And I, I hear people kind of bring up Bruno Mars a lot. Uh, you know, and um, I'm cool with that because he's a talented brother and, um, you know, you know, he's a, he's a very talented dude. So, um, you know, I, I think that's, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, but I, if I had to say someone, someone close, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, the way he's putting it down. Okay. Go, go, go Bruno. <laughs> got some good taste. Bruno got some good taste chasing after Morris day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, 
marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. On the line, we're talking to Morris Day of the time. Morris Day, so unsung. I know people are probably saying Morris Day is not unsung. Why did you say yes to unsung? Well, you know, um, I guess, I guess, you know, when I hear the name unsung, you know, I think about maybe folks who just still doing their thing, but you know, not maybe doing it like they were, you know, like, right, you know, in heavy rotation on the radio and things like that. I didn't, you know, think it was a bad thing necessarily. And, um, you know, I, I watched some of the episodes that they've done and I kind of like the way they tell their story. So, you know, I thought it'd be a good thing. I think it's really good because it gives you a history and it always says it always gives you something that maybe you don't know mm-hmm. about the artist. Um, yeah. And it actually pays a mod to the artists. And I think you've been long overdue with that, Morris. I mean, you've provided so much to us as far as music and, you know, comedy and music, the looks, the style. So I'm just thrilled to see it. Um, Just uh, give us just a little bit of what we can maybe expect. I know you're going to be talking about Prince, right? Well, you know, it's it's not that I'm going to be talking about Prince. It's that people ask me about Prince. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's just something I can't get around. You know, so and I have no problem with that. But no, it's it's going to be it's going to be pretty good coverage. Um, <clears throat> you know, I have the book out called "On Time: A Princely Life in Funk." So that's really like chron- that really chronicles my career and my early life and stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of like that, you know, it's, it's, it's really going to be about, about my early life. It's going to be about uh, uh, my life, early life in music with Prince. It's going to be about my family life <clears throat> and all of that good stuff. So, you know, it's, it's, I think it's going to be very interesting. Talking about your early life, we had Jam and Lewis on not very long ago. And, you know, they were talking about the days in the club and making music. And what are your fond memories of the early days before you guys got big and you were just thinking about thinking about getting into music? Yeah, well, you know, um, I've pretty much been doing music uh, since the day I uh, came into the world. And, um, you know, some of my really fond memories are the early days with um when when jam and lewis had their band flight time and uh prince and uh, and myself andre simone we had grand central and um you know we both were bands on the north side and back then there were bands every few blocks so you know it was highly competitive and uh jam and lewis's band and and our band were the top two bands 
and uh, there was one other band called the the um, the family. They're called Back to Black, and you know the family, but not the family that Prince ended up uh, forming later on. But um, you know, we were all fighting for the for the for, for the gigs, you know, and we doing battle of the bands, and sometimes we get the best of them. They sometimes we get the best of us, but you know, it was just all about music twenty four seven. You know, we rehearsed uh, when we you know it was cold in Minneapolis. So, you know, we rehearsed when it was cold all winter long and we came out summer, you know, banging. So uh, it was, you know, it was just a good time. I, well, you know, um, last question, Mr. Day. You know, there's a lot of um, successful movies, TV movies, movies about bands. I would love to see um, one on the time. Um, do you think that that'll be in the works real soon? I like that idea. i tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I think I'm going to start working on that. <laughs> I think it would be a sure enough hit. It would. Wouldn't it, Rio? Yo? Yes, yes I, I agree. Executive produced by. Exactly. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> we, already, we already working together, you know. That's but, right. Um, that's right. We, we, we done teamed up. <laughs> March 21st, this Sunday, season 11 premieres of the TV One's Unsung featuring Morris Day. We cannot wait for this. Morris, thank you so much for taking time to talk to Cafe Mocha. We will all be watching and we're gonna be waiting on the on the time TV movie. <laughs> yes. yes, we're working on that. We're working on that. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so thank much. You. Stay safe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody bring me a mirror. <laughs> Loving our brothers, men with strength, wisdom, assertive, and genuine in their spirit. It's the Cafe Mocha Swag Awards, hosted by Rashawn McDonald. Hey, Rashawn, who you got for the Swag Award this week? Thank you, ladies. It's Rashawn McDonald for Money Making Conversation. This week, I sat down with Cafe Mocha Swag Award winner and Super Bowl champion, DeMarcus Ware. He announced the launch of his new fitness app, Driven to Win. It's the first quarter. It's time to win with my man, DeMarcus Ware. Tell us about it. Driven to Win is a motto of not giving up, not giving up on yourself, not giving up on your goals. But the thing is, incrementally, like you just said earlier in the show, you got to have those incremental things in your life that you set that goal and then you got to chew on it a little bit. And if you do that, then you start feeling like, hey, I got one goal done. I got another goal done. And so now you start getting closer to those goals. So that's what driven to win means to me. Driven to win in whatever that you're doing, whatever that is that you're doing, you be you and have your identity and you own that. If you want to hear this full interview and more, visit moneymakingconversation.com. It's Cafe Mocha. The next edition of Salute Her is just in time for Women's History Month, March 21st. We're celebrating with a lot of amazing women, including... Cynthia Arrivio, Grammy, Emmy, and Tony Award-winning actress, singer, and producer, creating the Legacy Award. Holly Robertson-Peak, co-founder of Holly Rod Foundation, Toyota Champion Award. We love Holly. She ain't been on the show in a minute. I know. It's about time. We also got Latasha Brown-Byrne, co-founder of Black Voters Matters. Yep. For Change Award. Dr. Corbett, who helped us get that vaccine. She's one of the doctors from UNC. I'm so happy to get her. Pinky Cole, 
you know, the CEO and founder of Slutty Vegan, the Powerhouse Award. She deserves that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Janine Milner, New York Times bestselling author and founder of MyBrownBaby.com, Champion for Children Award. And, and Melanie Campbell, uh, President, CEO of the National Coalition for the Black Civic Participation. Woo, that's a long word. <laughs> Wait, though, Eric Benet is performing. Yeah, uh, I know. Yes, my girl. I will survive. Gloria Gaynor. I oh. am so excited. And it's hosted by who, ladies? Lonnie Love. <laughs> Angelique is going to be our voice. Yo-Yo is going to give gonna her be, presentations. I'm going to be behind the scenes saying, oh, as long as I know how to love, I'm lost and this wonderful event is sponsored by Toyota and AARP. It's our third salute her that's virtual award march 21st we want everybody to tune in it will be streaming um we just have a really good time we it's so inspirational yes it is motivational and for it to be women's history month i mean angie i'm excited i am too and we got a lot of amazing women i always walk away feeling motivated Definitely, definitely. And you know what? I always say we have to honor our own women. And this is exactly what Cafe Mocha is doing. You guys look out March 21st. Salute her awards. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. George Floyd's family won a $27 million lawsuit. Jury selection is underway, and we're getting closer to seeing justice for his death. But it's been a year since Breonna Taylor was killed by Louisville police. Last weekend, protests erupted around the nation. I've had and we still don't have any justice. Kentucky did pass Breonna's law, which bars no-knock warrants. TV One returns this weekend with Uncensored featuring Teddy Riley. Last spring after his versus battle, he talked about his early days. We were able to follow our parents' remedy. Yo, we couldn't afford certain things. So what we did was we made the best out of what we had. The vocal booth with the bathroom, remember? And Avengers fans need to tune into Disney Plus this weekend for Anthony Mackie's new spinoff series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Those movies are like summer camp. You know, in this show, it was no different. It was the same group of people. The stunt stuff is just, everything is just on another level. We're shooting it exactly like a movie. It's Salute Her weekend. Go to saluteher.com. This Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, watch us honor Cynthia Erivo, the Grammy, Emmy, and Tony Award winner. We saw her in Harriet. If you were lucky enough to see her on Broadway, she was amazing in The Color Purple. Holly Robinson-Pete will also be honored. I mean, not only is she an actress, but for years behind the scenes, she's been pushing to educate people and make life better for children with autism. Latasha Brown of Black Voters Matter, Deneen Milner of My Brown Baby, Pinky Cole, founder of Slutty Vegan. That's food. That's food. Dr. Kazmikia Corbin helped develop that COVID vaccine. And Melanie Campbell of the National Coalition on Black Civic Participation. Lonnie Loves Hosting, Eric Benet, Gloria Gaynor, Perform. Oh, and it's free. (laughs) Just log on to SaluteHer.com. 
7 p.m. Eastern is brought to you by Toyota and AARP. Until next time, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.